What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. And, uh, man, got off to a uh, bad start yesterday morning. Um, I uh, ran into a guy that I uh, uh, bought a, uh, a vintage card off of from the card show. And uh, he said that he was uh, looking for some Cracker Jack cards. And so... Uh, Said, ah, oh, shoot, yeah, I've got a couple, and I think I talked about this uh, with you all a little while ago. How I'm a, on a big kick of like keeping cards only that you love, and so that's kind of what I'm doing now. So I've got like a couple stacks of cards uh, there on my desk that are worth a pretty decent amount of money, and man, you guys, they're just like sitting there. <laughs> I, I don't look through them. They're not like enjoyable, but they're awesome cards. Um, so uh, yeah, I decided to uh, reach out to the guy and say, hey, I've got a couple uh, Cracker Jack cards from 1915. Got a Napoleon Lajeway and a Trist Speaker. And uh, he was really stoked about the uh, Napoleon Lajeway. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, uh, you know, let's do this and uh, you know, he makes a, a very fair offer. And so I check my notes because, look, I'm, I'm not buying vintage to lose money. You know, I'm, I'm buying vintage to make money. And uh, so uh, that's basically all I do with cards. I want to make sure that I can make a little money at the end of the day. Now, of course, it's a little different when it comes to uh, one of ones that you, like, really, really just love yeah, on like a, a just a deep, deep, deep heartfelt level. Um, so I get that. And so I'm not able to always uh, buy for a price that makes sense to uh, uh, be able to sell and make money down the road. But uh, you know, it comes to vintage. You know, I absolutely want to make sure that I can buy at the right price and you know sell for at least what I have into it. So uh, guy makes an offer. And uh, I don't have my notes, but I think I have a figure in my head of what I uh, uh, what I bought it for. And so it was a pretty good profit. I go, yes, let's do this. So I agreed to it, and he's pumped. I'm pumped. We're all pumped. You know, we're all just like real happy about this. And this is going through Facebook Messenger. And so I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I go, why are my uh, sales notes or purchase notes not complete? That's weird. Huh. So I start looking and I, I look through my uh, Facebook Messenger uh, uh, chat logs and come to find out I purchased the 1915 Cracker Jack Napoleon Lajeway for a good clip more <laughs> Then I agreed to sell it for. <laughs> I'll tell you guys something. Like, you want to put me in a bad mood. That is how to do it. Uh, it was my fault completely. And so, uh, you know, I probably lamented to the buyer a little more than I should have. Uh, but I was really just kind of letting off steam a little bit. Like, oh, man, I can't believe it. I just uh, sold. Uh, you know, you've, you're getting a great deal, man. I, I bought this for quite a bit more than... What I'm selling it for and uh, he's like oh yeah hey thanks I appreciate it and he shows me that uh, 
it's actually fairly in line with the uh, with the sales history. So, and just still puts a damper on my <laughs> on my mood, you know, for the rest of the morning. And uh, but ultimately, it was really kind of an opportunity to uh, make sure that I uh, stay true to my word, you know, because I, I think there's a lot of people out there uh, that will. Uh, when they hear that, they will say, uh, oh, oh man, I lost the card or, uh, oh no, as I was getting it out of the, uh, uh, box, it dropped and, you know, got hurt or something. Uh, and I'm definitely not into that. Like I've had plenty of deals go my way where I got great deals down the road. And, uh, you know, so, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, this will happen every now and then. And so I wanted to reassure him, first of all, you know, say, hey, look, you know, first of all, I'm not going to go back on my deal. I'm going to honor my word, uh, even though this is going to be a great loss to me. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, of course, uh, you want to hope that he's going to say, oh, hey, here you go. Let me give you an X more amount of dollars. <laughs> but, you know, uh, that's that's never the expectation, you know. So uh, it, it was OK and uh, it's fine. And so I wanted to use this uh, as an opportunity to hopefully uh, motivate and encourage you on a few things um, as far as selling goes. So first and foremost, and sorry uh, if you heard a uh, pause there, I had to step in the store. Uh, but uh, anyways, first and foremost, uh, one thing that I would recommend is if you ever get yourself in a situation where uh, you have to put your uh, integrity to the test, so to speak, number one, always, always, always honor what you said that you're going to do, uh, even if it hurts. You know, it's uh, uh, it's something that uh, it's very important. I think we're in uh, in life. You know, we're only given one name, and uh, you know, it's easy to tear down our own names, uh, but it's like extremely hard to build up. So, you know, just uh, just make sure that you stick with the deal uh, whenever you agree to it. Um, and, uh, you know, don't pull anything like, oh, whoops, I lost it or, you know, whatever. It's just not, not cool. So, uh, now if you're on the other side of it, um, or not on the other side of it, but, but you know, if you do find yourself in that situation, one thing that I know that helps is, uh, is when you look back at the past deals that you've had that were in your favor and, uh, you know, just be thankful for those. Like for me right now, for instance, it still kind of stings that I sold it for so little. Um, and that never happens to me. Uh, by the way, like I always sell for a good deal, uh, but <laughs> but yeah, not not at a loss really uh, for myself ever. So, uh, but it does happen, and I was actually able to have a, a teachable moment for uh, with Atticus today because he was down on himself for something uh, that he uh, uh, made a mistake on, and said, "Hey, listen, son." <laughs> I just screwed up a screwed up big time with a, a a deal. It just happens, you know. We just have to take these as uh, as a learning experiences, and also remember uh, the times that we have been uh, uh, 
on the other side of things. And we're, uh, we're afforded uh, a, very, a very nice deal. And so that helped. It also helped that the buyer really loved it. Like he was just so excited <laughs> about the car. And so, uh, you know, I was, I was happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, it's obviously not going to make or break anything. But it helps. It helps hearing that he that he really appreciated it, and plus it was good to be able to just connect with another uh, collector. It's always good. So we got to uh, do the deal at the uh, at the corner gas station here, and uh, you know I saw a lot of things there, but mainly from Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. And uh, to do a card deal is kind of fun, also. Uh, and so like just to give you a little bit of a uh, um, an idea of what was going through my mind uh, as I'm driving there and remember uh, so like for I agreed to do this deal like a couple hours before and so uh, my first thought was uh, you know dang it I messed up oh this is awful I'm losing money yada 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 and then the other thought that was going through my mind was like oh why didn't I appreciate this card as much as I uh as I should have. <laughs> it was never a card that I uh, displayed or just like looked at and was like, oh, it's gorgeous. It's awesome. And believe me, it really is an awesome card. It was great. Uh, but like, I don't know. Um, I love Napoleon Lajway. I mean, I'll, I've told you the story about him in the past. Like he's, uh, I think he was like one of the first superstars to sign for the American League. Uh, he, uh, what else was there? Like he was so beloved that he, uh, that the Cleveland, I think at the time, Spiders changed their name to the Cleveland Naps for Nap Lahoy. And I'm sorry, Lahoy. <laughs> That's not how you say his name. Lajuay, uh, for uh, you know Cleveland Naps. So for his name, and he became a player manager, and he probably would have done much much better in his career. And he already. You know, was a fantastic baseball player as it was, but he would have done much better if he just focused on playing. In fact, Lajue even said that perhaps one of the greatest mistakes in his baseball career ever that he made was being a manager. And uh, so I could imagine that'd be kind of difficult to um, uh, balance playing and managing at the same time. So also on top of that, uh, the famous... 1910 batting race, 1909, 1910, something like that. Uh, so there's a, a, a very, very famous story behind this for Ty Cobb and, and Napoleon Lajoie. They're they're going for the bat, batting title neck and neck, and I think uh, let's say Chalmers Motor Company, some car company back then said, uh, you know, we will award a new car to the winner of the American League batting title. And so, of course, that brought a lot of attention, even more so to baseball, to see this thing go down. And uh, yeah, so it ended up going uh, down to the wire. And I don't even remember all of the, uh, all the specifics, which is why I would highly recommend you guys to like uh, uh, look it up and read it because it's a fantastic story. But ultimately uh like it was decided by like hundredths of a point or something like that and 
like everybody loved Lajuay, um, and everybody seemingly hated Cobb. <laughs> and uh, you know, he was definitely, definitely, definitely a guy that was uh, a computer. He, uh, you know, he really, really wanted to uh, make sure that he uh, had his game face on at all times, and yeah, you know, he wasn't there to make any friends. That's for darn sure. Uh, but. Anyhow, I, I believe, if I remember correctly, there was somebody, uh, who was it, on uh, uh, that was going against Cleveland, I think, whenever Lajoie was up to bat. And uh, the, the manager of the other teams uh, uh, allegedly told their third baseman to play extra deep <laughs> anytime Lajoie went up to bat. And so he got, like, his last seven at-bats were, like... Uh, not freebies by any chance, uh, you know, stretch the imagination because you still got to put your, your bat on the ball. You got to put in fair play and so on and so forth. But uh, it sounded to me like, uh, you know, he was loved, like the, the chasm between how much Lajue was loved and how much Cobb was hated <laughs> was so great that other team managers were uh, allowing possibly uh, hits to, to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, so I don't know if that was all completely true or not, but, uh, you know, it was just baseball folklore, but it's a fantastic story. Uh, and so anyways, uh, I had, and also just to, you know, not leave you hanging here, uh, I think that, uh, it teeter tottered back and forth for a while where, uh, they said, okay, Lajway's going to win and Lajway won, but then they did the this the stats over again the next day and then they said nope looks like Cobb won and then years and years later I think they ended up uh, redoing the stats and they find out that it was Lajway that won so ultimately uh, what happened was uh, Chalmers Motor Company if that was the name of the company uh, ended up giving both of them a brand new car and Lajway at some point down the road said yeah I don't know what it is about it but like my car just seemed to be faster than Cobb's and you know with a little laugh he said I don't know maybe maybe it's just that they liked me better than him <laughs> well you know get in line I think everybody liked Lajoy better than Cobb so anyways he was uh he was a, a fantastic uh player he uh I think they uh they called him the Frenchman they uh one of the most uh famous cards in the uh 1934 Gaudi said, I think it is, uh, is the Napoleon Lajoie. I believe it was a redemption, like super expensive uh, card nowadays. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, so hard to get a hold of. And, you know, by the way, you know, this is post-playing career. Um, so that's something else to, you know, to think of. But they, they put his name as Larry uh, Lajoie or, you know, I'm not sure what they what they uh, used Larry for, but you know, people just couldn't pronounce his name right. <laughs> so they would call him Larry. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know, all of these thoughts uh, started uh, flooding my mind as far as like, you know, Lajuay and how much I loved him and uh, you know, how much I love Cracker Jack cards and all this. And uh, you know, I was thinking how good it would be just to be able to have it and you know display it and everything and uh ultimately i realized you know what this isn't a one of one there's all kinds of them out there 
not all kinds, but you know, there's several of them out there. Uh, and if I ever really wanted one back, I could just get one back at some point. And so, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of turn the corner here and encourage you as well, not just if you've found yourself in a situation where you quoted a wrong price or anything, but if you have to sell for any reason whatsoever, uh, you know, remember that like everything's replaceable guys. Like you're not going to be able to necessarily get back those specific one of ones or prototypes necessarily. Um, but that's okay because as you've heard me say numerous times on this podcast, they make so many stinking awesome one of one cards and other prototypes. Like you will never, uh, be at a loss of, you know, scarcity of scarce cards, if that makes sense. So, uh, you know, I wanted to, this to be a, a little bit of an encouragement for you also, especially for you guys out there that might be in a financial crunch and might be feeling, uh, anxiety or pain because you are met with the uh, situation of having to sell because of bills or something. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, certainly never a good idea or never a good feeling rather to ever have to sell anything out of necessity, you know? Uh, but I did want to reach out there and, and, uh, encourage you like you specifically, if you're going through this, uh, you know, remember it's going to be okay. You know, just, uh, if you got to take care of business and, uh, you know, bills or whatever, then, you know, take care of business and remember the hobby's not going anywhere. It will always be there for you. Uh, you will always be able to pick up other one of ones and, you know, prototypes and proofs and stuff. It'll just be there for you. And, uh, just as you know, and you might worry also that maybe you won't be able to get as good of deals or something down the road. But remember guys, like there's going to always be people they're selling out of their collections out of necessity and you could always get good deals down the road as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just really kind of a part of the collecting cycle. I mean, I've, uh, I've bought a lot of collections from people that they just had to get out of it. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, applaud them, uh, when they were at the situation where, you know, they just had to provide for their family or it would just take stress off of them if they had money in the bank instead. You know, I think that's just the, the best thing ever is to get rid of the, uh, the dead weight, so to speak, of cardboard. Um, you know, hopefully you don't have to get rid of the ones that you love a ton. But again, if you do, no big deal, guys. No big deal whatsoever. It's just stuff, you know. So just remember the memories as well. That helps that helps a ton. Uh, and so the reason why I wanted to bring this up also is because there have been a number of people, uh, in the past I, uh, that I talked to and, uh, you know, they said, you know, Hey, look, uh, you know, this is my collection. I paid X amount of dollars for it. And if I can't get X amount of dollars for it, then, you know, I'm just going to keep it. And so I don't think I really uh, told a whole lot of folks this, uh, to their faces. Um, but I would always think like, 
man, how many of these cards that you love did you get because you're the high bidder? You're willing to pay the most, more out of anybody else to get these cards. And uh, do you really think that uh, you know this collection is going to appreciate in value down the road? You know, probably not. Maybe, but you know, <laughs> not everything goes up. That's for darn sure. Um, especially <laughs> the junk wax stuff and everything. So, uh, you know, my and I get it. I completely get it, hundred uh, percent. You don't want to feel like you failed. You don't want to feel like you have like uh, invested a significant amount of time and money and your life into this collection and uh, you know you don't want to get this feeling that it's all going to be uh, all going to go away for less than you paid you know after all you uh, spent a lot of time on it and you know you're not going to get that time back right well I uh, I would certainly suggest that you look at this not necessarily that you won't be able to get your time back but rather uh, the time that you put into this was your payment impartial uh, impartiality uh, for the collection because it wasn't work it was fun it's fun for hunting uh, to hunt cards and get them and sort them and you know have intense trading sessions and you know, oh gosh I love that stuff you know I just enjoy the heck out of doing a good trade and uh, you know searching for the you know for just the right card to you know kind of meet my needs so to speak for you know whatever I'm trying to do at that time and uh you know so no 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 I wouldn't think at all I wouldn't even consider the time spent to be time lost uh you know and, and certainly I don't think there's any reason ever at all to even consider uh that time uh, uh that you should be paid for it or or try to you know consider getting that kind of money back uh, from that time it's just uh you know part of the hobby that's the that's the payment there's the fun is the time we do invest in it and you know that's the enjoyment now if you if you don't find it enjoyable at all then you know this is more this is more of a business than a hobby for you <laughs> you know i i love this stuff personally um i I just enjoy the crap out of uh, out of cards in general, and uh, so you know if I'm, uh, which is why I'm able to uh, pick up collections, possibly for a little more than other people will, and, and I'm willing to make less than most others are uh, willing to make off of these cards that I'm selling because uh, it really is love for me. Like I buy a collection, uh, let's say if I buy a collection for three hundred dollars. And uh, I could sell it for 600. The the fun isn't making the 300 dollars. So, so I do you know really like that part. The fun is like going through them. And yeah, not that I necessarily keep any of the cards or anything. Sometimes I will for a little bit at least. Uh, but the fun is just kind of discovering them and going through them and you know researching them. And uh, yeah, I love that stuff. You know, so, uh, you know, that's kind of stuff that makes, that gets me excited about collections, not necessarily making the money that the ability to make money off of them is kind of the vehicle, uh, that I can use to kind of get my, uh, 
uh, you know, get myself into a collection, you know, for sure. So, uh, but anyhow, so like sometimes, like I said, there's uh, situations when it makes more sense for us to perhaps part with our collections for cheaper uh, than we put in them because guess what? Sometimes cards even go down. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you something like, <laughs> I am the worst when it comes to like investing or whatever, like even with uh, you know, our house, uh, we bought at the, uh, the height of the uh, real estate bubble in 2005. And uh, you know, of course the, it crashed after that. You know, and then of course I get into these uh, PSA cards and then you hear about all the PSA scandal scandals and all that <laughs> it's just uh it's just kind of the nature of the beast i'm not uh you know same thing with uh with pack opening i mean I'm, i never really ever uh uh open anything worth <laughs> worth a whole lot of money so uh so yeah i'm, I'm definitely not going to be buying a lottery ticket anytime soon <laughs> but guess what though like in the end eventually it seems to always work out and uh you know sometimes you could uh sell some for more sometimes you sell some for less but you know the trick is is to realize when you should let go if uh if you have a uh and i'm not basing this off of anything but let's say a, a killer craig biggio collection and you have you know ten thousand dollars into it and uh you say you know look i i've got 10 grand in this thing there's no way i'm gonna let it go for a dime less than 10 grand and then you find out that the sales data shows that the actual value is like seven you know if you're not interested if you don't like those cards if they don't really get your motor going you know sell them sell them for the market value you know use that money to buy a good deal uh, be patient and buy a good deal for seven grand that perhaps you can flip down the road for 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever it is um you know, if you, uh, if you just, uh, if you're stuck with a collection that you don't love, um, you know, regardless whether you paid 10 grand for it or, you know, whatever, um, if you, uh, can only get seven out of it, you're realistically locking up $7,000 cash, uh, in a collection that you don't really like all that much. Now, let me say this also, if you love that Vizio collection you don't have to sell it, then that certainly wouldn't make sense for you to sell, right? Um, you know, there are Canseco cards I have right now. Uh, a few of them I would be willing to sell. Uh, but for the most part, the uh, the collection I've built, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there's no reason for me to ever want to entertain selling. Uh, but when it comes to the vintage stuff, uh, and I do anticipate... Uh, you know, making some money off of the majority of these. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to the vintage stuff, though, guys, like, yeah, there's there's a pile of stuff that I don't really even care about. And that's part of my journey whenever I uh, explore new areas of collecting um, is what I'll do is I'll research and I'll find out what I love. And, you know, so I picked up a bunch of old judge cards. I've sold a number of them off already but uh you know there and, and there's also some others i have like right now i've got uh three uh, and i think i talked about this the other night uh, with you all but i've got a billy sunday a roger connor and uh buck ewing 
uh, clearly the best players are uh, Buck Ewing and Roger Connor. But clearly the most important one to me by a long shot is Billy Sunday. So, uh, you know, with my Billy Sunday proudly displayed, I've got two other Hall of Famers that are just, uh, you know, sitting there in a pile that I don't really care about all that much. So those are two great candidates for me to say, okay, let's, uh, let's move those and, you know, see what we can do. And uh, so I'm going to be doing that. I've got that. I'm going to be doing that with a few comics also of uh, books I don't really care a whole lot about. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of process to do this, but, uh, you know, this is what's fun to me. Like, <laughs> I enjoy exploring these different avenues of collecting and, uh, you know, chiseling it down at the end uh, whenever I find out what I like. Like the, uh, again, that Candy Wagner the E90-2 on Swagner. Um, yeah, I love that. I wouldn't sell that. Uh, you know, Billy Sunday, like I said. Um, there's a T205, Christy Mathewson. I adore that card. Uh, but I've got T206 Mathewson. They don't really care a whole lot about. Uh, so, you know, that'd be one that would go. Um, and there's some that I'm going to be looking to make uh, moves on. Like, for instance, uh, I've got an M116 on Swagner. And it's very similar to my Candy Wagner, so uh, you know I'd probably move that for like a T206 Green Background Cobb or a 51 Bowman Mantle, uh, low grade stuff, of course. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be. Uh, I'm not in. I'm not into getting these cards at this point with. Uh, they're worth uh, you know thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars. Like that's not. Uh, you know, that's not what I'm doing here. Um, but. Uh, you know, there, there's some moves I'd like to make, and uh, and ultimately what I'm doing is I'm trying to pare everything down to just what I really, really love. And, uh, you know, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a fun thing to be able to do, though, just to circle back to what I talked about over the past few weeks is, you know, if you're still searching for your passion um, and you're not sure, just, you know, make sure that you always, always, always do your research on cards so that way you could buy it right. So that way, whenever you find out, okay, I'm not interested in this type of card, when you sell, you could at the very least get your money back. And if, uh, you know, hopefully even make a little more money uh, uh, on the back end while you're uh, discovering what you really enjoy. Now, like the vintage trip that I was on this last year, oh, man, I loved it. I had so much fun. Uh, it's a blast being able to have like a shoeless Joe Jackson and Babe Ruth and Walter Johnson and, and all these things. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's also neat to, to be able to whittle that down and say, okay, here's what I truly love. And here's what I'm going to go after. Cause guess what? If you try to go after everything <laughs> vintage, you're going to go broke real quick. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to do this sort of thing. So, uh, I guess I'd probably, well, all over uh, the place in this podcast, but uh, you know, these are just some things I've been thinking about, uh, you know, for the past uh, past few days, and you know, really, this podcast itself was obviously spurred on by uh, the uh, the mistake I made by selling a card too low. But uh, you know, like I said, I was just trying to tell you, like, I guess maybe misery loves company. If you if you've run into that situation, then you know, hey. We've all, we've all been there at some point, you know, even, 
even those of us who have gone through uh, you know 10 million cards and we consistently uh, make money off of them and rarely ever lose you know it just happens so it's part of it so uh, anyways well I guess that's all I have for you tonight guys um, well, I wish you all a uh, wonderful uh, well end of 2019 because I'm probably not going to be uh, podcasting until the next year uh, since it's December 30th and uh, yeah guys just you know have a wonderful time and uh, you know I uh, do hope that you like subscribe and share in this pack share share this podcast and uh, we will uh, talk next year